One day, an entire world woke up in a civilization destroyed, with no memory of what brought them to their demise. For 2,000 years, the people rebuilt, from the first communities banding together to fight the monsters in the dark, to bustling technomantic metropolises. Against this backdrop, the ordinary folk played out their extraordinary lives. These are their stories. This is the Chronicles of Styropos. Hey squad. Hello. Howdy. Hi. What's up, my slimes? Okay, that's weird. <laughs> Why did you call me a slime? I don't know. Apparently that's slang now or something. Jeez. Okay, look. There's only one Gen Z here, so stop using their slang, Hannah. Honestly, that's not that's not our slang. I've never heard slimes be referred to as people before. Like Or people referred to as slimes. Good point, yeah. I heard it from a teenager and they're teenagers, so I don't even know. Maybe it's like a Wait, what what age does Gen Alpha go up to now? Jesus Christ, there's a new there's a new one? Yeah, it's the one below Gen Z. They've gone all the way around to the top of the alphabet. It was never going to work starting with X, was it? Like, come on. Alex, I'm not going to lie. You saying that is making you sound increasingly less millennial and more boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Cold War, Back in my day. I'm tender for my next character to be an old man. When I was a lad. We can just cast this guy self a lot, because that's pretty much the exact voice you did for Drod. (laughs) (laughs) Called out. Anyway, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, Simon. Uh, you had your second COVID vaccine today. How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, fine at the moment, but if I like disappear halfway through this episode, then you'll know that that's probably yeah side effects kicking in. But hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, I I didn't really have any side effects at all, except for the desire to check all my windows. But um. Serena's got a thinking face on. I don't think Serena's heard this joke yet. It's that Bill Gates controls you now. Oh, we already knew that. Yeah, Bill Gates controlled me anyway. We did have Simon was in my house as another topic of conversation for the intro, but I guess the lovely listeners at home, which is, you know, my mum, Steph and Henry Cavill, will never know how Simon broke into my house and what he did there. Hashtag we know you're there, Henry Cavill. Hashtag we know you're there, Henry Cavill. Um, And on that note, shall we hit that big red recap button? You can kind of track the obvious path the caravan will take. You know that the first couple of days, they will be traveling mostly over sort of scrub land with short bushes and small plants, more like a, a moor than anything else. After the second day, it starts to become more densely forested and you'll be moving into an area called the Great Forest. I mean, I only need four hours sleep and I think only only needs four hours sleep because we're elves. So it's really only Arnie who's going to be dragging us down. A hundred metres behind you is an elderly man with long white hair and a drooping moustache and a little straw hat. Um, and he is being pulled along in a wagon by... An old, cheerful-looking, but stout mare. Out of the corner of your eye, something fast and dark moves. I'm unconscious. The old guy isn't in his bedroll. Arnold, you are standing alone in the dark, surrounded by your two unconscious friends and a puddle of darkness. Also, Betsy's there. 
What you can hear is that this old man is muttering something quietly. I'm going to take my battle axe and I'm going to chop right where his neck should be. Taylor's full-scale panic attack. <laughs> you guys hop in this wagon and you set the wheels a-trundling. Happily, your rest of your day is pretty uneventful, other than a little bit of a sore bum from sitting in a in a wagon all day, Caleb, that you're not quite used to. Other than sore legs from walking. And later that evening, you arrive towards this town that you were expecting to pass through. There is a tavern, there is a market, there is all the sorts of things that you would expect to find in a small town that is commonly used as a waste stop. What would you like to do? If we think they're going to catch us up late today, they'll basically spend tonight here, right? That's what we're thinking. So you think you're about half a day ahead of them, maybe maybe longer? Okay. So is, is it now, are we sort of evening time now? No, I suppose you left four hours before them. They were supposed to arrive here roughly on their second night. You've been travelling faster than them. Yeah, you get there about lunchtime. And they're due to arrive that evening. Yeah. So we can't stay there, we've got to move. No, no, no. If they're staying at the inn, scattle around this afternoon. Like, maybe we can figure out which room will be Barbie, smuggle her out, or... I don't know, we can at least maybe get some supplies. Like, we are pretty conspicuous, but maybe there's someone who will sell us, I don't know, a way of disguising ourselves. Like, I have an idea. We inspire people's natural xenophobia. We go drinking in the pub. We spread stories about how terrible these orcs are and how there's a, there's a you know, they've, they've pillaged a town like way back on their route. And we get the townspeople to like attack them as they arrive. And in the chaos of the attack, we then steal um, Barbie. Seems very dark. <laughs> Roll an intelligence check for me, please. It's a nine. That's quite an old-fashioned thing. The orcs as the savages is sort of. Uh, okay. Oh, it's a very oh, not very PC, you know. Yeah, we're so much more woke now. Okay. Give the right. times, Arnie. <laughs> Sorry, Arnie. Orcs are fine. Orcs are people orcs too. Orcs are just people, right? <laughs> it's it's just the Thunderstones and the Amethasias that don't like each other. People don't generally have anything against orcs, or if they did, they, you know, they wouldn't say it out loud, like... Apparently Arnie would. Like, yeah, you expect there'll probably be a good few families of orcs in this town. Alternative idea, we wait till they're in the inn, and they, like, you know, got their rooms for the evening. We then set a fire, burn down the inn, in the chaos, we grab Barbie. <laughs> Arnie, what's your alignment? <laughs> Does it need to change? Chaotic. Chaos is what? Chaos is good. The good is the uh, important thing. Yeah, kinda. I'm not burning down an inn. So, in a less arsony kind of way, <laughs> like I'm all ears. Maybe we just like scout around the tavern. Like, is there a balcony that you could get to the rooms via? How many rooms are there? Like, how many? How spread out is it? Is it a super busy tavern? Like, we can yeah. learn some useful things this afternoon before they get here. Or maybe they're not staying at the tavern. Maybe they're just going to camp on the outside of town. But we could maybe figure this stuff out. Yeah, 100%. And that won't involve burning anything or setting <laughs> racist mobs against <laughs> our enemies. Big not a fan of the racist mob idea. Yeah, and can we, is that a feasible thing that we can sort of uh, spend some time scoping the joint? Uh, yeah, you certainly can be going to scout around the town and see what you can find. 
I think Kayla's first priority is a hot meal and um I mean, I would say a bed, but I don't think I'm allowed a short, a long rest. <laughs> Certainly a hot meal and a sit down somewhere nice and comfortable. You absolutely can. Um, where are you heading to? Is there just one tavern? Just one. It's not a big town. What's the inn called? Uh, the Pony's Tail. Yeah, I go into the Pony's Tail and I would like to... <laughs> I've been some... swans, Pony's Got Tails. Yep, I'm doing well. I would like to... Um lunch anybody should we have some nice hot food lunch sounds good actually because Let's have if lunch. we get lunch in the tavern we can a have a nice meal and b figure some stuff out and c see what the local drinks are like we lunch i could eat you are served by a very cheery a very young woman to be owning her own tavern she has a long blonde hair on one side and the other side of her head is shaved back close she's clearly a half elf she's got them kind of rounded pointed ears and she's wearing like quite a lot of silver jewelry and she gives you a big smile and welcomes you like cheerfully to her tavern you order your lunch you order your drinks and she brings out a huge plate full of you know pies and mash and sausages pie and mash and sausages or whatever you ordered you know pub food pub grub Big, yeah, pie. The biggest pie in that. Basically, British pub classics. (laughs) For some reason, the only thing served in this town. (laughs) Absolutely. There's fish and chips as well. Amazing. (laughs) Do they do Yorkshire puddings? Oh, yeah. I'm imagining um, another tavern lady comes out on these, like, you know, in cartoons when they like their heart, their eyes turn into hearts and they go, (laughs) Ani's got a crush. Uh, and she gives you a big smile and an extra large tankard of I beer. I just reach over and just shut Arnie's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I order the biggest meal I can like possibly think of, and then I'm about a third of the way through, and I'm like, this is so much food. Why did I order all this food? I'm so full. We have a wolf. A wolf can eat as yeah, well. Yeah, just pass half a pie to we'll have to make constitution saving throws again. <laughs> <laughs> to prevent indigestion. <laughs> in the inn just like groaning (laughs) okay is there anything you're doing in this tavern in fact everybody make me a perception check at this advantage because i'm exhausted 17 one (laughs) (laughs) caliph you go that's a lot of pie (laughs) i'm so absorbed in my food that i'm just oblivious I just noticed a lot because I'm staring at the the barmaid. <laughs> I'm watching her the entire time. As she's she goes she's around walking the pub. around. She's walking around the pub serving people. So I'm just like watching the whole pub because I'm watching her so intently. Ani, Ani, your food's going cold. Come on, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing like leggings and like a long tunic. Sort of over and close on his mouth again. <laughs> they like, are they leather leggings? Yeah, sure. Why not? And the kind of a tunic, like, mid-thigh level, and she's chatting, and she's, you know, very, very friendly. I want to hear Arnie chat this chick up. <laughs> What's Arnie's charisma? Minus one. Yes. I like your hair. Fenris has more charisma than Arnie, so I think he would just use, use Fenris. That actually checks out, to be honest. Yep. Um, like, I'm just looking forward to the bit where I have to roleplay flirting with Serena. That's going to be good for me. It's going to be a good time. You do realise Arnie, like, Arnie is painfully awkward because I can only be painfully awkward. Maybe she likes awkward boys. Um, While you are watching this barmaid that I just, this this tavern owner, I, let's not call her a barmaid. She's a tavern owner. She's a... She's an independent businesswoman. She's a strong, independent woman. That's why 
That's why Arnie's got. That's why Arnie's fallen for her. She's a small business owner. She don't need no man. You know, she's she's. Don't need no gnome. <laughs> I forgot I'm a gnome. You're like three foot, and you're like, oh, I love eyes at this fucking like, half half. <laughs> you come up to approximately her knee. Amazing. Um, Tyne, you notice a particularly odd tavern guest. She must be about six foot tall, and she has long, thick red hair, and it is plaited in a braid which sits on her shoulder down her front. She is strong. She looks like she knows her way around a weapon. And she has very piercing eyes. But what you really notice about her that is really unusual is all the way up her arms and her neck and her face are covered in some kind of jagged runes. And she's sitting quietly on her own and she is not talking to anyone. How does Omi feel about this woman? Slightly unsettled, possibly? (laughs) I don't know. Does she obviously have a weapon on her? No. Okay. So at one point when the uh, independent, successful small businesswoman... Uh, is serving us drinks or food or whatever. I just want to stop her and be like, apologies, we're we're new in town. Um, If we were looking for a place to stay tonight, do you you have rooms or are you all full up at the moment? Well, of course, darling, of course. Um, No, we've got a... We've got a few rooms. We've got a couple upstairs. How many will you be looking for? Well, we haven't entirely decided if we're moving on today... Or staying. So I just wanted to, to assess my options. But it would just be the three of us. I glared daggers at Omi at the suggestion that we're not sleeping here tonight in a real bed. No, no worries. Yeah, I've got a, got a couple of rooms. You know, standard standard rates that you can find in the player's handbook. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> of course, of course, honey. Yeah, you let us know. I, I, will, I will do, I will do. Just, um, yeah, no, never been to this town before what are you what are your usual guests like mostly just people passing through merchants travelers uh, business owners you know, a couple of people ambassadors you know anyone who's got a reason to be on the road so mercenaries as well and i will try oh, and like yeah. subtly nod at the henchwoman in the corner as i say that Okay. <laughs> the henchwoman, because she's a woman who is hench. Uh, roll A. What kind of check is that, whether she picks this up? Mm, it is a check. Sleight of hand, if I'm trying to be subtle or something, yeah, or stealth. I'll, I'll, yeah, roll me, a, roll me a sleight of head check. Oh, I'm going to roll a perception check. Uh, 14. Uh, do you want to roll low here, that you're being really, like, unsubtle that she notices? Or? Well, I want the tavern owner to notice. I don't want the henchwoman to notice. Uh. Okay, well... The the woman doesn't the henchwoman doesn't notice. Let's see if the tavern woman notices. That is that is a five. Um oh yeah, honey, all sorts, all sorts of people coming through here. Okay. Do most of them and I will try and be a bit more obvious this time, kind of as well armed and threatening as she is? Oh, oh you know, uh, just a traveller. No, uh I guess so. I guess so. She uh she's you wouldn't know about her? I mean, you're meeting someone? She's been here a couple of days. I'm not sure what she's here for. It's the eye-catching tattoos, I think. Uh, and you can kind of see this woman like do a double-take glance as if it's the first time she spotted the tattoos. And she says, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't really had a chance to catch her name yet. She's um, she's staying up in uh, in room three. Thank you. Um, finish my lunch and then get back to you about the rooms. No problem, no problem, darling. Uh, let me know. We've only got a, we've only got two, three rooms left for tonight. But uh, are you expecting a big party, or are you just already full up? 
Oh no, just just full up. No, we don't really have the space for much, uh, too much of a big party here. But uh, plenty of people passing through, and she gives you a big smile. She says, "Anything I can get for you, honey? We all, you're done." I mean, I think we'll take another round as we're here. And she pats your shoulder and gives you a big wink, and she says, "Of course, of course." Yeah, how does how does Annie feel about the barmaid or the the small business owner flirting with Omi? Wait, she was flirting with Omi. You know, there's a wink. I think she was just trying to get us to like pay more money to her. Roll an insight check. Seventeen. Uh, there was no way she was flirting with Omatine. She was doing that thing that all servers do, where a female server is friendly, and you have all assumed the worst. I mean, I have assumed not the worst. I just like to stir discontent. Yeah, she was. She was just being friendly. God. So Arnie is just like, I mean, he was just sitting there next to Obi for the whole conversation, just kind of trying not to be too obvious that he was staring at her. Roll a stealth check. <laughs> yeah, roll a stealth check. Oh, God. Disadvantage, because I'm wearing my armor. Uh, that was the first roll, a six. And a two. A six and a two. So I will take the six, because your armor doesn't make a difference. Uh, yeah, you're super unsubtle, and she definitely notices. And she gives you a big smile and she says, uh, something special, something special for you. He just kind of chokes. He does the whole like. Like he does. He can't. He can't get any words out at all. And she gives you a big smile and a, a pat on the shoulder. She says, I'll get you something nice. And it just takes a sip of her wine and just laughs into it. <laughs> he just he just does a big gulp. <laughs> Anything else you are planning on doing in this town, in this tavern, about the woman with the tattoos, about the blossoming romance? <laughs> so I, I, once, once she walks off, I will just say, like, look, this is clearly quite a small place. They're, they're going to have to, like, make camp on the edge of town or stay somewhere else. Maybe they know someone. Maybe they know the landowner here or something. I don't know. But need to scout elsewhere unless you just want to stay here and flirt, Arnie, in which case that is also an acceptable use of your afternoon. Well... I was thinking, if they've only got two rooms left, we could take one of them, and then if the orcs decide that maybe Barvey ought to have a room in the inn in the town rather than slumming it in their wagons, then maybe that's a good way for us to get close to her, that we have a room already, and then we're just in the tavern, and then it's only a few maybe guard orcs that we need to get past to get to her. I vote we stay in the tavern. And we could scout around the town itself a bit more as well. I vote we stay right here in the tavern. Okay, Arnie's going to stay here and flirt. Arnie, slap out of it. Huh? What? We slap Arnie. Ah. You have two jobs this afternoon. Three jobs this afternoon. One, book us a room. Two, see if you can figure out anything about the woman who, like, I feel like is watching us and not really talking to anyone because she's giving me the creeps. And three, try and have an actual conversation with that woman. Like, say things. Like, don't just kind of do that weird grunting thing and choking in your pie that you did last time. Show her your wolf. Fenris is lovely. Oh, that's a good idea. Fenris is very charismatic. Get your wolf out. Get your wolf out. <laughs> oh. But what if Fenris you want to let Fenris go in the room? If I had Fenris out, she'd be like, you have a wolf. You can't You can't live. You can't stay in the tavern because you have a wolf. Maybe they have, like, I don't know, kennels or space for him outside. And then you can still, like, show her Fenris, even if he's not in the room. You can still, like, talk about Fenris, introduce them. You can, like, go and pick out a nice spot for Fenris to sleep outside. It will still work. Still a way in. You're, I, I think you're really overestimating my ability to speak. You don't have to do much. You just need to be like, room please, wolf. And like, you know, well no, not wolf, because that might start a panic. But you need to like, be like, what do I do with my wolf? Or can my wolf do it? So you just need to say two sentences and let the rest go from there. 
Should, should I do the whole like shoulder grab and then like, hey? No, that's creepy. Just ask, wave over for more beer. Also, Arnie, you can't reach her shoulder, so that's not going to work. Should I do a knee grab and be like, should I hold her knee and be like, hey, <laughs> no, girl. it's creepy. How do you speak to people? Just ask her if it's okay if Fenris is allowed in the inn, because that's a genuine question you might ask. And then if hopefully she says yes. What if she says no? Then send Fenris out and then ask her how her day is going. Or, um, I'll be honest, I don't, I haven't really, it just comes naturally to me. Just ask her normal questions like, how long has she been running this tavern? Or is it busy this time of year? Like, just normal stuff. But I don't really care about that. Doesn't matter. Pretend to care. Pretend? Yeah. Act like you care. What do you care about, Arnie? What do you care about? You like to ask her about her food. Does she cook it herself? Eh? Oh yeah, I can find food and fresh water. Oh. <laughs> you care about the local area, whether there are any nice sights you might go and see in in, in your sightseeing. Or is there somewhere nice to camp I if you don't? I her in, in different languages because I speak Elvish. Maybe you, that would be a really that would She'd be. She'd like really... the fact that you speak Elvish. That would be nice for her to Elvish speak to Elvish her. to someone. Do you, only, do you know any? Elvish. Do you know? Or do either of you know any good cat pickup lines in Elvish? I know some in Draconic, and I say something in Draconic. Elvish, don't you? You're an elf. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah we are both Draconic. elves, but yeah. You know. <laughs> speak Draconic and Halfling as well, so. <laughs> I, I can tell you some in Primordial if you'd like. <laughs> Everyone looks at you in the end like, the fuck? I speak one, two, six languages. Well, that's very that's very clever of you. Impress her with all your. I can play my pan. Maybe don't do that. Impress her with your ability with languages and show off how strong you are. Oh, I could pick up a table. Maybe don't break any tables. Ask if they need like a bouncer or something. Ask if she needs any flagons of ale brought up from the basement. You could see if you can help her because you're so strong. That makes more sense than picking up a table. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to her. Psych me up, guys. Psych me okay, up. Okay. You can do. I'm gonna give you a point of bardic inspiration. Yes. <laughs> I need it though because my charisma is minus one. That's one of my four per day. I have no viable support mechanics, but I am rooting for you. <laughs> if I had the guidance can if I would give you guidance. I need psyching, like I slap Arnie. <laughs> I get I go to my knees and I grab Arnie in the shoulder and I look Arnie in the eyes and say, Arnie, you can do this. Now go get her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. 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 I cast heroism on you. No, I don't. I'm not going to use a spell slot. You're not that important. <laughs> what does bardic inspiration do again? Uh, on an ability check, attack roll or saving throw, you can add 1d6. It's going to be a problem if you make an attack roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't make attack rolls. Okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to like, you know, take my, do I have a hat? I don't remember if I wear a hat. I think you might have been given a hat by Ruby. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I take the little hat off and I like, I'm like, Holding the hat in front of me, kind of like scrunching my like like a little flat cap, like I'm scrunching it up, kind of nervously in my hands, and I like toddle up my little legs, toddle up to um to this lady. I don't know her name yet. Uh, no, you haven't asked it. Well, that's a, good, go, that's like, a good conversation starter. I just kind of clear my throat and go like, <clears throat> "Excuse me," but it's so quiet, so she doesn't hear me. So I kind of just poke her in the calf. <laughs> <laughs> she's like busily wait, like she's like waiting tables and like wiping up and doing barmaid stuff. 
Small business owner stuff. Those small business owner stuff, like yeah. <laughs> wiping and down I just, a table. Like, open the table and I just poke her in the cough. So my, I'm trying to get the voice for this, so it's probably changed massively from when I started talking as her, but that's, that's fine. fine. We, we discover characters as we play them. Ah, hey, hey, honey, how's it going? Uh, the the pie was good, thank you. Oh, thank you. I made that one myself. You make the pies yourself? Oh, some of them, yeah. That's impressive. I can find food sometimes in the wild. Now that's a skill for a adventurer like you. I haven't taken any arrows in the knee either. Good. Cool. Cool. Can I can I get you anything? Uh um, I have a wolf. Um, is the wolf allowed in? Oh yeah, of course he can. Of course. Uh, he's a he's one of those hybrid mixed dog. He's not gonna be. He's a northern yeah. Inuit. Yeah, he's a northern Inuit. He's okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. We're dog friendly in here. Oh. <laughs> uh, can we? Um. Uh, he's can not we in, human if... in dog form, is he? Because we had a couple of those pass through. He's not a werewolf. No. Okay. No, just a wolf. Nothing against the were folk. Just I I like to know. Okay. Uh, um. Um, are we allowed to to hire to book a room? Of course you can. Of course you can. Can can um, was, was you go in... in the room? Huh? Can can the wolf go in the room? Of course, honey. Of course. Thank you. How many rooms do you want to book? You got two men folk, one lady folk. You be one in two rooms, three rooms, one room. Uh, how many rooms do you have? Uh, I think and she's checks the book. She's yeah. I think we've got three rooms at the moment, but, you know, not many. Uh, I might have said two earlier, but I didn't make a note on it, so I can't remember. Uh, um, <laughs> three now. How, how much for one night? Oh, can someone remind me how much? It... Uh, okay, is this wretched, squalid, poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy, or aristocratic? Comfortable. Comfortable is two gold pieces per day. Just to live comfortably is two gold pieces. Yeah, and that would include your food, your yes, drinks. Yes, yeah. You want... Two rooms, honey? Yes, please. One for the men folk, one for the lady folk, of course, yeah. And uh, you, you hand over the, the gold and she hands over your, your room keys. And uh, do you, you need me to show you to the room? Oh, yes, please. Okay, honey, right. <laughs> from from Caleb and Overtime's point of view, we just see them talking and then her leading him upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we have successfully wingmanned Arnie. <laughs> Fenris is following me. It's all good. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, yeah, she leads you upstairs and she points you towards rooms eight and nine um, and says, uh, well, that one's, got, that one's got two beds, so I guess for you two fellas, and uh, that one's got one bed, so for the lady. Is there anything else I can get you, honey? Um, uh, do, uh, uh, do you need any help with anything heavy? I'm, I'm rather strong. And and she gives you like a, a really big smile, and she says, uh, well, "You know, I might need I might need a hand. Um, how are you moving moving barrels?" Oh, I I can move a barrel. That sounds that sounds um great. Yeah, you give me a hand at that. Maybe you give me a hand with that later. I'll get you nice drinks and some mead, some you know, on the house. You can have a couple couple of real oh. nice drinks. Oh, thank you. I can help now if you want. 
I think Kaneth and Umatine might be sleeping in the two, the double room. <laughs> like you guys have a very different, <laughs> like view on what successful flirting looks like than I do. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's just taking pity on this weird, awkward little gnome. Right <laughs> and now. we can all insight check her. I, I don't want to insight check. Like he's he's happy in his delusions. <laughs> and you had, you know, she she sort of head back down with her um and and she she points out a few things that need moving around um and roll up my little tartan sleeves um you can roll me a strength check with no negative consequences because you're definitely strong enough to pick this up i just want to know with how much pizzazz you can do it so an athletics check <laughs> i got 18 can i also throw in a bit of charisma at the same time of like kind of showing off performance like flirty smile at the same yeah. time yeah go on give, give me a charisma check so i got i got i scored a 26 on my athletics check Ooh. Gonna, that, well, that's without the bardic inspiration then i'm gonna do my charisma check with the bardic inspiration so it's 1d6 right as well yeah you don't have to you can add it after you roll so if you roll really well you can just not okay save it <laughs> say natty one <laughs> Even though I have minus one charisma, it's still a fucking nat twenty. What Amazing. is this? <laughs> yeah, so you heft this huge barrel up with like one hand, <laughs> perch it on your shoulder, turn round, and flash her a huge cheeky smile, and you can see her blush slightly as you uh, you start hefting barrels around. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Matine and Kalith, what are you doing? I think, um, did we want to actually do something useful for the story? Yeah, so I was going to suggest that we went out into town and did useful stuff while we left yeah, let's do that. Arnie to his chirping. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. Uh, let's, yeah, I think we want to scout out the town to try to get a good feel for what else there is around, where else they might stay, if there's like a big farmhouse or somewhere that they might be able to like rent out or something like that, that, that would be an alternative to the end for them. Or like anywhere else where maybe there's just like almost like a campsite where like other travelers have parked their wagons or something. Right, yeah. um, roll me a perception check, please, both of you. At disadvantage, because I am tired. Same. That is two natural 20s. You rolled a natural 20 at disadvantage, you motherfucker. Yeah. On the, like, on a relatively trivial check. <laughs> I also rolled a 23. All those bad rolls for the last couple of sessions are going away now. Bringing double nat 20. So as you're walking around the town, on the outskirts of town, there is like a big open field. And as you're looking at this field, you can kind of see that quite a lot of the grass in the field is sort of domped down um, and bits of it are growing kind of more yellow and faded. And you can kind of guess that when larger caravans pass through here, that's the sort of stopping place. You know, there is a leftover fire pit from last time. There are still the track marks from the previous wagons. And you can make a pretty good guess that that is where they're going to be stopping. Okay. That's pretty useful. Two natural 20s worth of useful. <laughs> no, no, there's literally nothing else. Uh, okay, cool. Um, you asked where they might be stopping. Yeah, no, I told you I'll, exactly I'll where. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I might have got on that lower roll. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing that I would suggest is like, okay, we are still pretty conspicuous around here. Yeah. Do you think we could... I don't know. I don't really know what options there are. Maybe 
potions or just like things we could buy that would like make ourselves a bit less noticeable. Maybe we could make Arnie a bit taller somehow. Click my fingers and suddenly I turn into the innkeeper. Yeah, I know you can do that. Oh, but you can't. It doesn't help me. Okay, like turn back into me because it'd be weird. Did we spot a potion maker or like any kind of magical shop or anything like that while we were wandering around? Okay, roll me an arcana check. See if you can spot magic shops. At disadvantage. Stop asking questions if you're being tired, bitch. <laughs> that was a 14 and a 2 for 4, Arcana. Okay, so no, you can't. Uh, Simon? 11. You can find somewhere that sells, like, health potions, but um, they're quite expensive. You I'm not sure possibly... we can afford health potions. <laughs> what makes us think we can afford potions of disguise? I don't know. We just, well, we can sell the wagon and the horse. And you'd then have to That's walk true. back, though, so that wouldn't work. I'm fine. I can... Yeah, all right. Fine. Um, well, I mean, I still have the disguise kit. We could try painting you green. How, how would green help? Well, so that you're not a conspicuously blue elf, and then we can... Yeah, you'd muddy... just be conspicuously green. Yeah, but, like, who's green? What else? No, not what else. No. Field elves? Um, well, at least we could non-ginger Arnie's beard. This was going to work when we were going to break into the party, and that was a less good idea then, so we could do it now. We break into the camp right like it's a more open space it's only the ones that are traveling it's not like it's the entire compound it's not like fenced off in the same way that's already a head start right yeah we could we could pretend to be the band we could pretend to be some local yeah but they still recognize us probably they won't recognize you there are other CLs. you could just be another blue elf from a different town we could pretend to be just traveling musicians yeah, but you've never seen another CL like anywhere near like i'm not many of us leave the coast that's okay hmm Look, we, 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 point is, we could be people from the town or people visiting the town who wanted to see if we could make some money by playing music to these orcs, and that might get us a way in. And we don't even know that Barvey isn't going to be staying at the inn. We don't know. We, we can't make a plan on no knowledge. So you suggest we just kind of sit around and wait for the afternoon? Yeah, let's go back to the pub. Yeah, I'm getting another drink then. <laughs> Arnolf. You are hefting heavy things and moving yeah. things around and being followed by your wolf. Yep. And the wolf the wolf is going to go and like kind of, you know, do like a the cat thing where he like brushes on the leg. He's doing a bit of a greyhound lean. Like he's like leaning into her. Yeah, it's super cute. But as he's doing that, the door of the tavern swings open with a crash and a man stumbles in. He looks pretty young, maybe in his early 20s or even his late teens. Um, and he has like shaggy dark hair, but he looks so ill. He's white and he's gaunt and he's pale and his eyes are bloodshot and his clothes are torn up. And there are several like long red gashes down his arms. Oh, it's the perfect opportunity for cure wounds, oh wait. He's all right. <laughs> He says, please, someone help. My caravan's been attacked. The shadows started attacking us. Oh, dear. I didn't ask my girlfriend's name. Not your girlfriend. Loose, loose interpretation <laughs> of what girlfriend is. <laughs> She's a friend. She's a girl. <laughs> I mean, you've got a loose interpretation of what a friend is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's I didn't ask female. her name. I just, like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm on a bit of an ego high right now. Confidence high. It will, not, it will wear off shortly, don't worry. Yeah, I just kind of like turned her and I'm like, don't worry, honey, I got this. 
goes from being really awkward to being really cringingly overconfident. Yeah, <laughs> no I, she just looks at you completely perplexed. And uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, well, that's a five plus three. So that's eight. But I can use my thingy, right? Oh, that was a four. So I got a twelve. Um, you can see this woman with the long red hair and the, the scary tattoos. She has frozen and her eyes are wide and clearly she knows something that is going on right now. Well, I'm going to send a Fenris to intimidate her. Right now? Yeah. To what purpose? To, tell, to find out what she knows. The wolf can't talk and ask her what she knows. But he can be scary and I can follow him and I can say like, do you want this wolf to trump you or do you want to tell me what you know? Okay, roll me an intimidation check as Fenris, please. Okie dokie. 17. 17. Yeah. So he walks over and he's like, <laughs> and his hackles are up. Um, and what do you do? I follow him and I say, excuse me, miss. I think you know some information that might be pertinent to the situation. Care to enlighten me? Roll an insight check. Ooh. That's a 18. She looks disgusted at you. You've realised that you have made a terrible mistake. This is not a woman who is simply intimidated by wolves and gnomes with axes. Oh, no. She puts her hand directly on your face to push you aside. Oh, no. (laughs) As she stands up. And it's not so much that she hurts you it's just you are no more interesting to her than a fly and the barkeep comes up or down the stairs at this point and sees this happen and is just like yeah, no the no. barkeep has been watching the whole time <laughs> oh, oh no, no. Even worse. <laughs> oh no Barney oh, just wants to go dig a hole and die in it and the the tall woman says well what happened tell me and the panicking man he says we, we were riding through the great forest riding through through the, the thick trees and it was like the shadows they just came alive there were dozens of them and they were everywhere and they they attacked my caravan and uh, uh, everyone's dead except me i don't know whether i don't know what's happened everyone's dead I, I thought i was dead but then i woke up and now i'm not dead and i don't know what's going on and the feeling bro she says could you describe the shadows to me and he said well they look like shadows i don't know it was a very stressful situation um and you can see her kind of pause and consider for a moment and there's a kind of feeling around the room Uh, the atmosphere changes things get dark things get heavy and she holds her hand out to the side and a mere seconds later, a sword drops into her hand. Um, roll me a perception check on the sword. Two plus three, five. Huge. So just to look at, it is this kind of black bladed sword. It's slightly curved. It's, it's got barbs along the edge and a ruby inlaid into the pommel. And it has just appeared out of nowhere. And she says, I know what you are fighting. I, I will help you. And she turns to the bar and says, if there is anyone strong or brave enough to come with me, you may come. But otherwise, I go to seek these monsters. And she leaves. There is a brief murmuring in the tavern around you and a few men stand up to follow her. I just like push in front of them. And I, I can like wriggle between their legs and then just like, I'm right there. I'm following. I'm at the front. Okay. 
Um, Caleb and Omatine, what are you doing? I think we agreed we were going back to the tavern. So. Yeah, we were on the way back to the pub. All right. So you see this procession of people being led out the tavern. A handful of men have trailed along after this woman. And you see Arnulf right in the front clutching his axe. Where's Arnie going? Arnie? Arnie? Where's everyone going? What's going on? We go to seek glory. Oh, have fun. Do you want to, like, give us some specifics? <laughs> I just, like, grab, I grab you two, and I kind of, like, make you march along with me for a little bit and be like, guys, I'm really kind of screwed up, and I kind of need to prove my worth right now. And, oh, how'd it go with the half-elf? Well, well, it was, it was going well, but, but then I, then I messed up. I got too cocky. I was Icarus. Weirdly, weirdly, like, cultural reference for <laughs> Arnold. Yeah. I, I, I burned too bright. I burnt too bright and now my flame has died. It, that sounds very, very expected, to be quite honest. But, um, <laughs> so where are we going? Why are we following the lady with the cool tattoos? And who are all these other people? Yeah, who are these dudes? Uh, so, oh, they're, just, they're, just, they're just dudes. Um, uh, I kind of... I kind of embarrassed myself in front of this, mm-hmm. in, front of the, yeah. in front of the lady, with this lady. Um, I, I was a bit of an idiot. But mm-hmm. basically, yeah. there's a, a the, the, the monster things, the, what do you call them, shadows. There are more of them, and they attack someone else, and we're going to kill them. I'm going back to the pub. That's probably wise. Okay, come on. There's a lot of us here. Like, you, you'll be safer this time. He, she has no hit points. No, I have 15. Okay, well still, she died first straight away last time, just... Go home. But like, what? What if? What if these shadows are? They're attacking wagons. What if they attack Barbie's wagon? I draw my rapier. Let's go. That's the spirit. In this uh, journey, there is this terrified young man. He's showing you the way. He's leading with the the red-headed woman who walks quickly and with purpose, her sword drawn, and she is just silent the entire time. You walk towards the great forest you're walking into it but the road is wide and well lit the further in you go the taller the trees get the thicker the foliage until you start to reach a point where you can hardly see the sunlight filtering through the trees so as we're going i just want to say when we were attacked by the shadows we were still out on the scrubland yeah why are all the others in the forest um and i just want to be like I want to ask the guy who's kind of leading the way, like... He doesn't, he doesn't know shit, ask the... Yeah, he doesn't know shit. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll ask the scary lady being like, is this a common problem in the in the forest, or, or do they roam further afield? And she looks at you and says, mm, I don't think they're very common anywhere. Well, I mean, may as well be honest, it could be personal. We were attacked on our way here as well. I didn't really think much of it, just a freak occurrence. But um, we came from the other direction. We were still coming through the scrubland. Um, And with your passive insight, I think you can read people pretty well. You can see that her head turns ever so slightly towards you and her eyes tighten in the corners. And you can see that this information has both surprised and dismayed her. She says, well, like I said, they're not something you will be probably coming across again. Now, stop talking. Maybe enemies around? Okay. <laughs> we all stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and just <laughs> leave it all that pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yet she just, she keeps walking and walking one foot in front of the other. And suddenly you realise that it's just got very, very dark. 
the shadows of the trees have overtaken all the sunlight. And although it's maybe late afternoon, the sun is barely dipping below, you know, its peak. It feels like dusk here. Everybody roll me a perception check. Natural one. Eleven. Six. Something is here that shouldn't be here. Ops. Oh. <laughs> 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 my 15 hit points, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't fucking belong in this town. <laughs> Could I, like, scout, like, in particular, like, the treetops? Like, if there's anything, like, flying around or climbing up there or anything? Uh, well, what are you going to do differently other than the perceiving that you've just tried to do? That's a great question. Uh, w- what is the rest of the group doing? Has it come to a stop or is it still moving on? Let's roll her a perception check. Uh, Yeah, you suddenly see her stop dead still. And the crowd behind you kind of does that cartoon thing where they're all so nervous and they like accordion into each other and stumble. I will just turn and be like, she said shush, everyone. And you're all kind of standing and it's so quiet you can almost hear your own hearts beating. And you're waiting. I am. Hi- I have not got many hit points. I am like hiding behind Arnie, even though Arnie is much smaller than me. I'm hiding very much behind Arnie. I'm not in the front lines of this. Something catches your eye. It is the young man at the front of the group. You can see that he is shaking and he has dropped to his knees. Oh shit! Is he one of the shadow things? Oh, he's gonna turn on us, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. I say very loudly. Last time we were attacked by one of these things, it was a person who became a shadow thing and i point my rapier at this dude not like threateningly just to to point you can see that his hands are almost dripping ink and it's starting to run down his arms and his eyes are bloodshot and he's down he's on his knees and he looks up and he says what's happening to and the last word gets caught as this ink fills his mouth and runs into his eyes and before you can blink he is completely dark wait 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 a second so the old man was actually a victim of something he wasn't evil and i fucking got you've been a very evil character this session this worse than the hitting the child oh god yeah I'll yeah only needs to reevaluate some life choices yeah, <laughs> i think i think serena might god. just be a Bad guy. He's just really good at playing so evil characters. He's just an evil player. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Play like a, a cleric or a paladin or something next time where you have to be good. Otherwise, you get your powers taken away by your god. She's going to immediately turn into an oathbreaker, though. It's just not going to work. <laughs> oh no. Did I just decapitate an innocent old man? He did attack I... us. He was still alive as well. He was talking. We were yeah. asleep. We had no idea. Yeah, we were yeah. not there to moderate this behavior. I didn't want him to like turn back. Like I presumed he was still talking because he was evil. And he was going to do a spell on me. The guilt is real. And suddenly, you see the red-headed woman takes a step back and a step back and another step back, and she says, "We've made a mistake. Run, everybody! Roll a perception check at advantage." Oh, without disadvantage. Seventeen, which is a dirty twenty, or. 16. So I'll take the dirty 20. Shout out to the two crew. Uh, 13. Okay, um, Arnulf, in the tree lines, you can suddenly see dozens and dozens of eyes watching you. Oh, fuck. Ambush. Can we get the fuck out of here, please? I mean, if everyone else is running, so am I. I mean, Arnie's currently having a slight mental breakdown, realising that he decapitated someone who probably wasn't evil. 
Um, so Alex did wonder why he didn't get any hint of the yeah. any hint of deception, right? Why did you let me do this? We were unconscious. I need to go back to the tavern and get in a fantasy shower and just like rock back and forth in the shower. Your hot day is definitely not happening. <laughs> So, we are going to do ourselves a little skill challenge to get away from this. I'm at disadvantage. Oh, well, maybe don't lead too much, I guess. Sorry, I have ideas. Saying that, you know, you don't need too many successes to failures. I'll say it's four successes or three failures, whichever comes first. So, the red-headed woman spins on her heel and she starts racing. Um, As she runs, she's quite simply swings her blade past this young man's head she knocks him and he stumbles back giving her a little bit of leeway to uh make the sprint i would like to as a bonus action expend one of my uses of bardic inspiration to grant myself a wondrous appearance when i do so i choose four creatures i can see and you can see me within 60 feet they gain five temp hp and here's the important bit when they gain these 5 temp HP, they can immediately use their reaction to move up to their speed without provoking opportunity attacks. So that basically allows you guys to get a free dash. Oh, sweet. Nice. Now, it says that I can see and that can see me. Do I count? Can I give it to myself as well? Why not? Okay, so I'm going to do this. And yeah, the three of us and the uh, redhead lady, I'm going to uh, give us all 5 temp HP, which might help if we get into a fight. For sure. And we can all move our movement. Actually, hang on. Not the redhead lady. Let's do Fenris instead. Hmm. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, let's do Fenris instead. So the four of us can <laughs> can move up to our movement and um, get some temp HP. So the four of you spin and you start to run. Um, your legs are pumping and your hearts are thundering in your chest. And I'm like glowing white and my hair is like black. Um, you You are doing your absolute best to absolutely pelter out of there. But you are being jostled by the crowd around you um, and somebody who is also panicking, some other fella from the tavern, uh, cuts you up and you are going to stumble over him. What do you do? Anyone at all? Uh, I basically almost want to, like, as he trips me, I kind of want to, like, lean into it, roll with it, basically do, like, a Buffy-esque, like, flip and just, like, keep going. All right, that is going to be an acrobatics check from you, my friend. 18. That'll do it, yeah. So you kind of throw your way out of it and you are powering past him. But it is still, you know, you can feel these things gaining on you. And behind you, you hear a scream as someone is taken down and one of these shadows leaps onto one of your companions. You are barely inches away from them and you can feel this thing preparing to launch at you again. Arnolf, it's your turn. I'm going to run really fucking fast. <laughs> You're just going to, like, get them legs pump him. Yeah, I'm just going to really just fucking run. Okay, let's give me a athletics check. That will be a 15 and an 8. 15 plus 8. Yeah. And you're sprinting it out of there. Um. Okay, and now any of you can attempt this one. As you are running and running and running, a branch of this enormous tree, you can hear it go, and it's starting to fall as if someone has deliberately released this enormous branch into your path. What are you going to do? Is it into our path in front of us? or Directly, like, falling towards you. Would I be able 
to use the Thunder Wave spell, because that pushes a creature back 10 feet if it fails its save. Would I be able to use that to, like, push this thing away? Does that make sense? Or is this bullshit? Does it push objects or just people? Time to read the small print. Time to read the spell. Oh, got it, yeah. Everyone, wait while we look up spells on the internet. You're listening to Smooth Friday Night Jazz. <laughs> this, is, this is Alex Reads the Player's Handbook. A wave of thunderous no, 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 force. I want you to do it in a sexy voice. I am. A wave of thunderous... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from me. Now do Cockney. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from me must make a constitution saving throw. Okay, now I want it to be a little girl. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and Frog. isn't pushed. Ribbit. 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 In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect. Yeah. You yeet the fucking log out of your way, screaming as you do. I, yeah, I sort of throw my hands at it and there's a thunderous boom audible up to 300 feet away as the tree gets knocked away. Okay. You break out of the thicket of the trees and you start to feel some rays of sunlight trickling through. And as you start to feel this, the red-headed woman slows down. You can feel the urgency leave her as she leaves the shadowed area. And she slows to a walk and she turns back and you can see her gaze down the path she's come from. The hell was that? That was the whole forest turned against us. What happened? Can I insight check her? Does she look like she's about to go the same way? Yeah, roll me an insight check. Uh, eight, I think. Uh, yeah, plus five, eight. Her eyes are hard and her mouth is like pursed into a thin line and her shoulders are tense and her body is rigid. Uh, and she gazes back down the path and she looks back towards the town and slowly and silently she starts to walk back.